Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Before we get into today's show, I wanted to let you know that the Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons ebook has been completely revised and is now ready for download. Among the updates are a brand new chapter devoted to non-Disney wedding options on Disney property. So that's the Swan and the Dolphin, uh, Rick's Lounge at Coronado Springs. Also, there's a bit in there about Shades of Green. And then we have two hotels at Downtown Disney that have wedding packages and options. So a whole new chapter there with nice big photos of the locations. And there's revised pricing throughout. So little things like the price of admission to Wide World of Sports went up. And then big things like Disney has increased the minimum food and beverage expenditure for wishes weddings in 2013 by 25%. So those are all revised. And then also I've added some new pictures throughout and just made sure that all the information was up to date. The Disney's event photography packages have all changed slightly. The prices haven't changed, but what's included has changed. And then I went into the Disney Cruise Line chapter and updated that with new information, lots of nice new big pictures pictures of some of the locations and just kind of freshened up that chapter a bit. So if you already own the ebook, you can download the new version for free. All you do is go back into your account in the Passporter store. And when you click on that order number, there will be a link at the bottom of the information about the order where you can just download the new version. If you are a Passporters Club member, you can also download it for free. You can download all of our ebooks for free. It's a great way to stay up to date and you don't have to pay any extra money. So today we're going to talk to Jennifer Poblete Boonsum, who had a fabulous Disneyland wedding. And we're going to hear all about that, about her planning process. It was a little different for her because she and her fiancé decided they wanted to have an in-park event. And at the time they were planning, there was not a lot of information about that for Disneyland. So listen now as I talk to Jen about the entire event and hear how she planned it and how it turned out. Welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for having me on the show. So right off the bat, what made you choose a Disneyland wedding over a local wedding? I know you're in the Bay Area, so it wasn't exactly close for all your guests to come down to Disneyland, or was it? No, it wasn't actually. Our entire family is kind of located in the Bay Area, and so it was kind of a destination wedding for them, or like a a weekend destination wedding for them. Um, You know, Disney, for Peter and I, uh, is just a huge part of who we are, and it's been kind of a source of happiness for the two of us. We have made many, many trips out to the Disneyland Resort, and it's kind of been uh, a location of all of our major kind of relationship milestones from our our first I love you's in front of um, Sleeping Beauty's castle at the Snow White Grotto and the Wishing Well to our um, proposal at New Orleans Square at Disneyland. And it was just kind of a natural fit to choose a Disneyland wedding. And I'm pretty sure our family and friends would have been really disappointed if we ended up just having a local wedding and, you know, it's, it's so much of who we are and 
Disney is one of our greatest loves. So we thought, what better place to celebrate the biggest day of love for the two of us at our favorite place in the world, which is Disneyland. That's so cool. You know, because usually what you hear is, well, we really wanted to do it. We're huge fans. But our guests were like, what? Is Mickey going to marry you? What do you mean I have to go all the way down there for some Disney Mickey Mouse affair? So it's great to hear that here was a case where your guests actually would have been disappointed if you hadn't gotten married at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So how many people came down? We had about 100 people. So the location we ended up choosing within the park allowed us to only have a maximum of 100 guests. Um, It was actually 102, including the bride and groom. But Disney was awesome. And they kind of understood that we had a huge family. And there was no way we could kind of condense just 100 people in there. So they let like three or four people slide. So I think our final guest count was like 105. But generally, uh, the count ends at about 100 guests. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. So let's talk about your two locations that you chose, why you chose those particular locations and how they worked together, because they weren't exactly right next door. Well, that's not true. The Grand Californian is technically right next door to DCA, but talk a little bit about the logistics. Um, Well, so uh, when we started planning, uh, there were actually no in-park options within California Adventure for us to use, um, in addition to the the reception venue, which we chose um, at the animation building. So we kind of had to choose a location outside of the park um, at the hotels. And kind of the typical location that many brides choose is the beautiful Rose Court Garden at the Disneyland Hotel. And Peter and I just wanted to kind of do something different. And our planner had mentioned the Brisa Courtyard at the Grand Californian Hotel. And it's on the ground level of the hotel. And it's that beautiful kind of circular brick courtyard. And it has those tall trees surrounding it. And the um, monorail track actually goes above, right above like the middle of the entire courtyard. And there was just something about it where we kind of felt really drawn to it. And it was just so naturally beautiful that we kind of knew like, this is where we want to have our ceremony. And the whole fact that we had the the wedding in the park, we um, couldn't actually start any of our wedding events till after the park closed. So we knew it was going to be a night event. And uh, I think we ended up choosing that location just purely because we liked it and not because it was probably one of the closest ones to the actual theme park. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why the Risa ended up being our pick was there was just something about it. We kind of knew. (laughs) I'm curious about that. How many times did the monorail go above your ceremony? That's actually really funny. So we we went and we timed it. So um, we were down at the resort for like a few planning sessions, maybe two or three of them. And that was probably our biggest concern was right in the middle of our vows and like something heartfelt. And then all of a sudden the monorail goes zooming by and our planner actually told us, like, you know, it goes by so fast that you're not even going to tell that it's there. It just kind of, it's a nice little touch of, they said, pixie dust. And yeah. uh, I think my mom was the most concerned about it. She's like, oh, what's going to happen if you're like halfway down the aisle and it gets stuck or something? But <laughs> thankfully, like, I think two hours before the wedding, our planner came in and was like, I have some great news. And it's it was a huge, like... She said it was a Disney gift from them, but it was really just a mechanical error where the monorail had actually shut down two hours before our ceremony was set to begin. So we actually didn't have to uh, worry about the monorail zooming by, but 
when we were timing it, it was probably every seven to 15 minutes, depending on what season um, the ceremony is taking place. So if it's the high season, the monorails are zooming by, I think, every seven minutes. And the low season, when we ended up having our wedding in, in September, it was like every 13, 15 minutes. That's great information to know. And I have to say, I was just there at the weekend taking pictures, and it's really quiet. It's more of a whoosh than anything else. It isn't like a train going through. So. Yeah, it's- gentle monorail breeze. (laughs) (laughs) So that's cool. All right, cool. Now talk about your reception. Okay, so the reception, um, we ended up doing um, the, of course, the in-park reception venue. And that was kind of the selling point for us to do um, the Disney wedding was knowing we could actually hold it within the animation building. And when Peter and I were really thinking about Disney weddings, we actually didn't know about in-park weddings. Um, you know, we heard rumors about, oh, you can have your wedding inside one of the parks. But at the time when we were planning back in like 2009, 2010, there was no information at all. I mean, there were no planning journals out there. There was nothing on the forums or anything, um, let alone anything about Disneyland brides. So we actually called and uh, called the Disney Fairytale Weddings office. And they kind of started listing the different packages they had within the parks. And they mentioned the animation building. And our heart was kind of set on that. It's such a beautiful space. I mean, it's the room within the um, California Adventure that has like 360 degrees of just screens playing classic Disney animation stills. And it is breathtaking. And we knew like this would be perfect if we can have our dance floor in here and all of our wedding guests and our cake cutting and everything. We knew that it would be a spectacular event. So, um, yeah, so we ended up doing the reception right in the main lobby of the building. And it's it looks really tiny when you go in just on an average day with nothing in it. And it's just kind of amazing how much stuff you can actually fit into that room. (laughs) (laughs) So they did play the film clips during your wedding. You didn't have to pay extra for that or something. Oh, no, no, no. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, they they played the the loops. And so what they do is they actually turn off the music um, that go along with the loops and they, they're still playing all the projections on there, but you have a DJ in the room with you. And so he's actually playing the music that you wanted to play um, during the event. So it could be anything from 90s music to more modern Disney tunes and stuff. So it's all kind of going along to the projections on the walls. So it's still pretty much the same animation building room, but a little bit brighter because they turn on more of the house lights and um, just with the music off. Okay, good to know. And so with all this Disney, I mean, you're right smack in the middle of the park. Did you then have a Disney-themed wedding, or was there a theme at all? There was a theme. Um, Peter and I, we didn't want to go too over-the-top Disney. I mean, we weren't ever really kind of huge Disney kind of character fans, or I didn't want to do anything too princessy because we figured, you know, we're having a wedding inside the park, so let's not go too overboard on the Disney elements. So we figured let's put in Disney elements that we love. So really subtle hints of Disney. And our our main theme was called PB&J's Happiest Wedding on Earth. And it sounds really, really strange, um, but we we kind of themed our entire wedding after a PB&J sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's it's really, really unusual, but uh, it's, it's Peter and I's nickname, and it kind of is our identity as a couple because it's our, our initials put together, and it is kind of the main reason. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's very weird, but 
uh, Peter made a joke when we first started dating saying, oh, our initials spell out PB and J and that's perfect because we're, we're made for each other. And uh, yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, one that's really creative and I can't believe you thought of that. And that is really clever. So um, we kind of used that as an inside joke between the two of us and it, it grew into something huge and people started identifying us by that. And um, we wanted to really infuse the PB and J element into our Disney wedding and we thought, how perfect would it be if we could come up with little PB&J sandwiches that have some sort of Disney element in them? And we ended up putting little um, Mickey and Minnie hats on uh, a logo that we came up with, which was the peanut butter sandwich holding a jelly sandwich's hand. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually pretty cute. Um, and there's little tiny, tiny little Mickey and Minnie ears on them because I love to collect Mickey and Minnie ear hats. And so we thought that'd be just the perfect touch of Disney to put on this logo and to kind of carry on our theme for the wedding. It sounds adorable. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was really surprised at how, how it turned out. My uh, One of my best friends uh, is a graphic designer and she, she was like, tell me what you want. And so we came up with it and it ended up being cuter than I could ever imagine. <laughs> and now my question is, did you serve peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? No, no. Everyone was saying, our planner was saying, you should have a peanut butter and jelly wedding cake. I'm like, um, I don't know if I want to take it that far. But <laughs> we did have uh, mini jam jars as part of our favors that we gave away. So it was kind of a little element that we put in that was PB and J based. That's great. It's unique and it's tailored exactly to your theme. Very cool. Yeah. So then can you talk a little bit about the wedding planning process? I don't know how familiar you are with the process at Walt Disney World, but it sounds like they're a little bit different, the two coasts. So what is it like to plan a wedding at Disneyland? Disneyland, um, it was actually very simple. Um, you know, we're not from Southern California, and so we couldn't be down in Anaheim planning every single little detail every couple of weeks. And so Disney was very understanding about that. And what was great about Disneyland is that because there's such a really, really tight knit group of planners and everyone on their wedding planning team that they all kind of come together and they help you out. And they know that brides who are kind of long distance, um, we, we did a lot of correspondence via email and, and phone calls and, you know, I could send kind of a brief little paragraph of something that I wanted or a tiny little like blurry picture of something. And Disney would take that idea and expand it into something so much more. And I think we were only down actually physically in Anaheim at the, the fairytale weddings office, I think three times. And the first was to, you know, do the, the meet and greet and view the site venues. Um, and uh, I think just kind of initially get all the information down and then after we signed our contract and everything in between was kind of done, um, again, by email or phone calls. And about three months later, we went down for the actual, um, I guess you could say, decor planning session where we kind of hashed out all the details about things. Um, our florist was present. We had our DJ there. And yeah, and so it was just all the details. And the last trip that we had right before the wedding was for a menu tasting. And we actually got to meet the the chefs that would be preparing the meals and kind of some of the, the other people that would be there the day of the wedding. And it, it was really nice at Disneyland because you really get to meet every single person that is going to be involved in your wedding. And you uh, 
just have a, a different kind of personal level with them. And that's what I really liked at Disneyland is that they will really guide you all throughout the process and you're not kind of left wondering, I don't know what's going to happen. And they, they really take good care of you at Disneyland. That's great to hear. Now, when you were planning, did you have certain areas that you focused more on than other areas, whether for budget reasons or for just time considerations? I think um, we knew that if we could get the venue that we really wanted, which was the animation building, that that was kind of a majority of where our budget would end up going. And we knew if we got that particular venue, all the pieces would kind of just fall into place. And yeah, so I think we we really focused on on that element. And of course, it was um, the theming. We wanted to just make sure our family and friends had a good time and that they would walk into the wedding and it wouldn't be like, oh, what is this? And they would walk in and see this is totally Jen and Peter and, you know, like just have a good time. And the last thing we really focused on was food. Disney food, um, you know, the the chefs at Disney were amazing and my family can eat. I mean, they can really eat. And I've seen some of my family members go to weddings before and they leave hungry. And what? Yeah, that can really kind of kill the mood for things. So we wanted to make sure none of them had anything to complain about and that they all went home completely stuffed and um, satisfied. So that was that was really important for us, too. That's cool. And now, are there any things, any areas where you focused less attention, you saved a lot of money by doing X, Y, and Z, or you just weren't that interested in? Like, for me, it was floral. (laughs) Yeah, um, we actually were not interested in... I know weddings are a really good excuse to go out and splurge on yourself and go on a fabulous honeymoon or buy those pairs of, like, shoes that you've been eyeing or just things that you could really do for yourself because you can use excuse like, oh, I'm a bride and you can only do this once. And I think for us, we would have rather put all our money and the effort and the time that we would spend, say, planning a, a honeymoon or I guess just personal stuff for us. And we, we use that and incorporated it into the wedding. And, you know, I mean, saving money wise, we did a lot of do-it-yourself projects. I mean, everything that Disney didn't do we went in and we did ourselves like I made um, all the accessories that my brides wore. We made Peter's tie. And so we we had uh, tie fabric flown in and we made little sashes for all the girls. And I went in and made um, like mini mouse ear hats for the girls and my own little mini bridal hat. So um, and, and all of our programs and stationery were all hand done. So it was a lot of um, mixing do it yourself and Anywhere that we could go and um, budget or save money on, that's what we ended up doing. I think you had some pictures that I'm going to be able to put in the post that goes with this episode. Hopefully there are some shots of all these DIY projects because they sound very cool. Yes, yes. And I I have to give Peter a lot of praise for that because he was the one actually like three weeks before the wedding, hole punching every single program. And we ended up with uh, programs that we do it yourself to look like um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches Mm. and Peter went in and hole punched every single program to have a little like jam jar cut out in them. Wow. He got very crafty and (laughs) I'm very proud of him for that. So I have to give him many props for that. That's great. I do have to say that a lot of times you hear the bride does all the DIY, especially like maybe the groom will help out with certain things. But rarely do you hear the groom rolling up his sleeves and getting into projects like that. That's very cool. Oh, yeah. Peter was actually very, very involved in the, the wedding planning process. And uh, for that, he was able to get the one element that he he really, really wanted for this wedding, which was an ice sculpture. So I'm happy that he was able to get that. Oh, no, let's talk about that, because you don't see too many ice sculptures at Disney weddings. What was what was that about? Uh, 
So Peter, he's going to totally be so mad at me for saying this, but he was so obsessed with ice sculptures for some reason. Like the second we started (laughs) wedding planning, he's like, I want an ice sculpture. I mean, that was the only thing he asked for was an ice sculpture. So when we actually got started on planning, um, I think our planner was like, so what do you want to do? And he came up with this elaborate idea for an ice castle that had like, I I think he, at one point he said he wanted like a working ice drawbridge with uh, like a a cocktail sauce moat and he wanted shrimp like hanging off the towers. (laughs) And I think our florist and our planner were sitting there like, okay. So we kind of calmed it down a bit and we said, okay, let's scale it back and let's think about something that you really like. And uh, I think someone mentioned Vinylmations because he, he collects the little Vinylmation figures. Yeah. So Disney actually created um, a Vinylmation ice sculpture for us. It was our very own three foot tall Vinylmation. And yeah, Peter calls it his holy grail of Vinylmations because <laughs> he hasn't seen anyone with something like that before. So unfortunately, we couldn't take it home, but we have memories of it through pictures. That's so cool. That Talk about a unique touch for your wedding. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, do you have a favorite memory of your wedding day? I think I know what Peter's was. So what's yours? Yeah, um, I have two, actually. And this is something that like, they're they're neck and neck. So I have to talk about both. The first was that the, the ride experience we ended up doing. So um, part of the in-park weddings is you get a few perks. And one of them was adding on a, a ride experience to the wedding. And we ended up choosing Soarin' Over California. And we thought it would just be kind of the perfect family ride for everyone. And it was something that, you know, my grandma could go on and my little cousins could all go on um, as opposed to renting out Tower of Terror. So, right. um, yeah, so we ended up going with that. And it was amazing. I mean, just to have our closest loved ones, you know, the people that have supported us all throughout our relationship be on the ride with us and to see them in their formal wear and to kind of glance over and see like my parents and my sister smiling. And there were some people that came down for the wedding that unfortunately couldn't go into the parks beforehand. So they were kind of able to experience the the Disney magic um, by doing the ride experience. And so that, that was really kind of a standout memory for me. And I think the second was um, the room reveal. Um, it was amazing to go in and actually see uh, the, animation building room all dressed up and it was our hard work and kind of dreaming and planning um nine months worth of it just coming alive in one night and that I mean I was on the verge of tears when our planner like walked us in and said here's your wedding and yeah so I think that was the most um one of the most memorable aspects of the wedding was the ride experience and the room reveal Okay, so now was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? And how was that resolved? Well, I think uh, it was something that was kind of out of our control. But the day we got married, which was September 27th in 2010, was apparently the hottest day on record in Anaheim. And it was, it felt like it was the hottest day on record. It was about 100 and it was over 100 degrees and when we got married at 7.30, when the ceremony began, it was still like 95 degrees outside. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I mean, for us, it was kind of like we were in such a blur of wedding madness that we we didn't really pay attention to any of it. But I remember the very next day, um, I think the person at the front desk at the hotel was like, did you know you got married on the hottest day of the year? I'm like, really? Yeah. That was that was something that was a little blip in the entire day because we, we had white chocolate um, 
favors that Disney provided at the wedding and they were all melting because um, it was so hot. So all of our guests were like, oh, this is your wedding favor, but it's half melted. <laughs> <laughs> now, but the ice sculpture was okay. Yes, yes. It, that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so one of the other things was, so my sister told me at the very beginning of the wedding process that when you get married, nothing is perfect. There's always something that goes wrong. So prep yourself. And I think I was prepping myself the entire day for something just to go horribly wrong or something to just not happen right. Like, oh, your cake fell apart or, you know, the ride broke down or something. And, um, you know, nothing Disney wise when, when the actual wedding or ceremony or reception was going on, everything went smoothly and dare I say it perfectly, (laughs) but it was an hour after we got back from the actual, um, wedding and we were kind of relaxing back in our honeymoon suite at the Grand Californian and we realized that we didn't remember signing a marriage certificate oh yeah so that was that was kind of a a blip and um yeah we we had one of our very close family friends uh become ordained uh to officiate our, our marriage and you know we really wanted to keep the the ceremony uh personal and very memorable. And so we chose him to do it. And he had never done anything like this before. And so I think he was just so nervous that he kind of overlooked the whole fact that right after the ceremony, we had to go and sign our our marriage certificate and get the witnesses to sign it. But thankfully, everything was worked out once we got back home. And, you know, I think Peter and I can laugh about it now. But I think the night of the wedding, we were kind of freaking out a little bit. Oh, I mean, how could you be blamed? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear it got all resolved and you two are official. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then let's see, was there anything beforehand that seemed like it was going to be a big deal or that you were nervous about? And how did that work out? I think we were really nervous about the kind of logistical elements of an in-park wedding because, I mean, there was really no one to to get advice from. And I didn't know any uh, past California Adventure or Disneyland Park brides um, before this. And so it was really like, okay, so... I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, I have to put all my faith and trust into our wedding planner that it'll go smoothly. And, you know, we had a lot of questions like, so how do our guests get into the park? Or, you know, what's going to happen if uh, a guest needs to leave the, the, the venue early? You know, they're inside the park on their own. How do they get escorted out? Or, you know, something as simple as which bathroom do they use? Because I don't, know of any bathrooms in the animation building. So it was, it was a lot of worrying about those little things, but it ended up working out really well. And, you know, the day of Disney was able to, to kind of take care of everything. And they have such an amazing crew of cast members that are there to help out and um, with in-park elements and stuff. So so it worked out really well. Okay, I'll bite. Which bathroom do they use? They use the bathroom right next door to the off-the-page uh, store. And so it's the one... Um, I think the the Electronica setup is there right now, but it's that bathroom right there. Got it. It's sort of the Frank Lloyd Wright building? Yes. So then do you have any tips or advice for future Disneyland brides and grooms? Yeah, I think it's uh, let your personality shine through because, you know, the crazier the idea, no matter how weird you may think it may be, or if you're worried about, oh, people won't get this, like, do it because it's going to end up being the most amazing aspect of your wedding. Um, Peter and I still laugh all the time that we based our entire wedding around a sandwich. (laughs) And, um, you know, it it turned into something huge. And it's just what kind of makes us who we are now is that we're PB&J. And who would have ever thought that a wedding based off a snack sandwich would 
turn into something so awesome. So <laughs> definitely outside the box. <laughs> now, are future brides and grooms allowed to steal your idea for the ice castle with the cocktail sauce moat and the uh, shrimp on the tower? Yes, I would. <laughs> I would definitely want to see that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. great. So is there any place online where people can go to see photos of your wedding or the story or a planning journal or anything like that? Yeah, there's actually a couple of places. Um, the first is our photographer's official website, and that's just ari.com. And um, I think we're there under Jen and Peter, um, and it's just Jen and Peter's Disneyland wedding. And uh, Carly um, has the amazing Disney weddings blog, and uh, we're on there under Jennifer and Peter. And uh, we're also under the official Disney fairy tale weddings website. Um, Peter and I were selected back in 2011 to represent Disneyland as part of their bringing the fairy tale to life campaign. So we have um, our story and some videos and our, our actual ad up on display on their website there. And it's just bringing the fairy tale to life PB and J. And uh, finally, um, BudgetFairyTale.com. It's a, a website that is run by a very, very fabulous and amazing fellow Disneyland bride. And she has our engagement photos and some wedding photos up on there um, of us. And again, that's Jennifer and Peter. And for any future Disney brides, I'm very active on um, a Facebook group called Disneyland Brides. And it's probably the most amazing group of girls I've ever met. And they're all Disney brides. So um, I'm on there. So if you ever want to contact me, find me on there. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Jen, for joining me on the show today. This is fascinating. It was really good information, I think, for our listeners, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, that's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com backslash weddings.asp, or find it in print at Passporter.com and at Amazon.com. 